Hey, my name's Adam, and I am the West Shore Campus Pastor here at Coastline Church on beautiful Vancouver Island. Welcome to our podcast. All the content that you will find here is meant to point you to Jesus and encourage you in your journey wherever it is that you find yourself. So thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the message. video that's cute I never saw that before that's great I wasn't totally sure what our series was called so I wanted to flip around and see it it's a uh, light and easy ladies and gentlemen it's uh, Christmas for you uh, speaking of uh, light and easy if you are the mother of a little baby named Coral she would love to see you right now and uh, oh, on it on it on it <laughs> Perfect, perfect, perfect. Uh, we want to welcome you. I'm so, so excited, as Emily said. It's, it's really exciting. It's Baptism Sunday. When, when 11 people are getting baptized, that just shows that God is moving, things are happening, and I always want to be a part of a church that actually is impacting lives, and so you're, you're part of a great place. Also, I really appreciate, Emily, you recognizing that there's people in the room who may be visiting. Um, I didn't grow up going to church, and so if you find yourself here this morning, um, I, I've been where you're at. When you come and sit for the first time and you're thinking to yourself, what did I just get myself into? So if at any point during the service it starts to suck, just give me a thumbs down and I'll spice it up for you a little bit. And uh, just kidding, please don't do that. I'd be very embarrassed. And uh, my wife's like, double thumbs down. Yeah, and there we go. Uh, I want to I start this, uh, this morning's message. If you're a note taker, my sermon's called Letting Go of Distractions. But as we jump into the scriptures, I want to start in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Now, I know this is adult Jesus talking, and we usually don't like to talk about adult Jesus at Christmas time. We usually only reference baby Jesus at Christmas time. But these words are too poignant not to consider as we begin today. So remember, this is Jesus talking. The, the, the one who put the stars in the sky, like the one who pulled up the mountains, poured out the waters, the Jesus who knit us together in our mother's womb, the Jesus who, who gave us talents and, and abilities and, and breath and life, that Jesus. As we step into this Christmas season, if you're feeling in any way stressed out or in any way burdened or maybe nervous about the future, I want you to listen to the words of Jesus today. And this is what he says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. He says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. All the new parents in the room said, amen, I should have been a Christian earlier. That'd be great. <laughs> verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If, you have, if we have distractions in the room this morning, be it uh, emotional distractions, maybe it's circumstantial distractions, maybe it's relational distractions, and maybe you wouldn't have used the term distraction, you'd use the term, my life is falling apart. Like, if that is your story, there's hope in the scriptures. There's hope in Jesus. And the irony of Christmas, what I've come to realize, is, and, and Emily, you, talk, you just basically preached my sermon earlier, so thanks, thanks for that. Christmas can be a distraction. Like, like the, the busyness and clutter of, of, of the holidays can distract us from the, like the, the actual message of Christmas. And, and it's absolutely ironic to me that we can get so busy doing Christmassy things 
that we forget the central message of Christmas. Jesus came to us, and he wants us to come to him. His name is Emmanuel, which means God with us. He's not God with us after our Christmas shopping is done. He's not God with us once we come into church and pretend to be more Christian than we are. He's not God with us under a certain set of circumstances. If you do the right thing, click off the right boxes, then, then God can be with you. That's not, that's not how this functions. That's not how this works. The Christmas story is about Jesus coming to us. The Christmas story is about Jesus coming to you right now, 2023, with everything that we're facing. The Christmas story applies to right now. And I believe with everything inside of me that God is trying to get our attention this morning. In fact, my, my prayer for you as I was preparing this morning's message, my prayer has been that in this church, at this time, in this moment, that our hearts and our homes, it's not just, not just the me, but also my, also my family, and not just you, but also your, your family. And maybe some of your family didn't come to church with you this morning, and you're here this morning, and you're feeling a little discouraged about that. Don't worry. My prayer for you is that our hearts and our homes would be as distraction-free as possible when it comes to engaging with God and hearing what it is that he has for us in this season. Because let me tell you, like God is here right now. Like God is available. I believe God is speaking. Even during worship, I believe God was speaking to some of you. As I, as I started preaching this morning, I believe God's starting to like waken something inside of you. I believe God is present. I believe that God wants to, to walk you through this season. You're not alone. Everything inside of us always wants us to feel that we're alone for some reason. You're not alone. God wants to be a part of your life, a part of your story. He wants to walk with you. And I believe with everything that's inside of me that God's plans for your future far surpass anything you can imagine. So with that said, I want, I want it to be known that I believe that the enemy, is all, the enemy of your soul is a sneaky loser. <laughs> and I believe that his number one desire is to separate you from God. And one of his sneakiest strategies to rob you of your potential is to distract you. The goal of distraction is to, is, is to divide the heart. The goal of distraction is to discourage the soul, to disengage someone in their faith. You see, the devil doesn't need to convince you to rob a bank in order to separate you from God. He doesn't need to convince you that God doesn't exist. All he needs to do is to get you to look somewhere else. Just distract you a little bit. So I want us to listen to the scenario um, painted for us in Luke chapter 10. And, and the similarities between this text and our modern lives, especially here at Christmas, are, are, are compelling. They're, they're, they're telling. They'll speak to you for sure. 
And this morning, I'm going to admit, I forgot my Bible at home. Super awkward. That's like a hairdresser going to, to, going to work and forgetting their scissors. And so I am reading it from my Bible. I mean, from my, my computer, not a Bible, but I am, I am reading the scriptures from here. I put it in red so you know it's Jesus talking. But uh, I, I have misplaced, I have forgotten my Bible, so forgive me. But if you have your Bible with you, because you're a better Christian than I am, uh, turn with me to Luke chapter 10. And in Luke chapter 10, we have the words on the screen. It says these words, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened up her home to him. Many of you, you know this story. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. And I can picture Martha over here in the kitchen, Mary and Jesus over here. Mary's looking at Jesus in the eye. Oh, Jesus, tell me another story. You're so funny. Oh, Jesus, you're so, you're so wise. Oh, Jesus, tell me, tell me more. Tell me that story again. Oh, Jesus. Oh. And then verse 40. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Much like you or I would if Jesus came to your house for dinner. Like when my in-laws come over, I clean the house. If Jesus is coming over for dinner, you better believe I'm going to get as clean as I can. I, I, I'm going to be panicking. Oh my goodness gracious. Like what does is, what is he like to eat? How, how does he like his tea? What, 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 what am I going to do? I need to make sure everything's tidy. I'm all of a sudden dusting things I've never dusted in my entire life. And so here's Martha kind of freaking out, cleaning everything she can, getting all the food together, getting the meal together, getting everything prepared. And, and Mary... Oh, Jesus, tell me the story again. <laughs> oh, are you thirsty? Martha, Jesus is thirsty. Martha, tell me again. Oh, Jesus, you're hilarious. And eventually, Martha couldn't take it anymore. And in verse 40, it says, She came to him and asked, Lord, like, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Can you just tell her to help me? And immediately tension fills the room. <laughs> and the moment is super awkward. Things feel heavy. Mary's looking at Martha thinking, what are you doing? Jesus is here. You're acting crazy. Martha's fuming. <laughs> Veins on her neck. She's not mad at Jesus. She's mad, mad at her sister. And then Jesus breaks the silence. He says, Martha. Martha. The Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things. But few things are actually needed. Or indeed only one thing. Mary has chosen what is better, Martha. And it will not be taken away from her. Thank you for the tea. Thank you for the preparations. But I don't actually care about, what, about that. <laughs> what I care about, Martha, is that you spend time with me. And Mary gets it. See, this is the lesson learned today. Martha wasn't doing something bad. And it's easy to put distractions in the bad category. 
Martha wasn't doing something bad. She was actually doing something good. In fact, thank God for people like Martha. They're the ones who clean our houses. <laughs> and they're the ones who help us to eat on time. They're the ones who help us to pay the bills. They're the ones who help us get gifts wrapped. And, and many of you in this room are Martha's. And you are trucking along, making things happen, because you got to make things happen. Amen. That was a dad. That was a husband who said that. I heard it. <laughs> that was so good, I got distracted. I'm preaching on distraction, and I got distracted. This is, this is a teachable moment. She wasn't doing something bad or wrong. What Martha was actually doing is she was doing something good, but not best. And so often, the most difficult choices that we face aren't actually between good or bad. Because we know that intuitively. Don't punch somebody in the face. We get that. Don't be rude. Say thank you. Don't steal things. We know good or bad. The thing that we struggle with at times, though, is actually between good and best. We often, most, the most difficult choices aren't between good and bad, they're between good and best. And so stepping into this Christmas season, if I can leave you with something, how do we choose what is best? Of course, I can say, well, just do what Jesus says. But what does that actually look like? And so if you're taking notes, write this down, carve it onto the seat in front of you. Actually, don't do that, it's a terrible idea. Um, Number one, uh, diminish the distractions. If you, if you, if you want to make choices that are better, <laughs> diminish the distractions. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 35 says this. It says, I am saying this for your own good, not to restrict you, but that you may live in a right way in undivided devotion to the Lord. The New Living Translation says the same sentence, but, but like this. It says, I am not saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord the best with as few distractions as possible. So my question for you this morning, my, my, my challenge for you, like, like, do you have any distractions in your life? And make a mental note of them. And try and do something about it. Because it's so easy in life to just kind of go with the flow. When we just do, we just do what we always do. We just live the routine and we do our things. And we just try and try and just get through the week. And we learn to actually live with distractions. But what would it look like if we tried to actually avoid them? If we tried to actually diminish some of them? I just got my Spotify wrapped. I'm sure you did too. If you don't know what I'm talking about, welcome to 2023. Spotify wrapped. I learned something when I looked at my Spotify wrapped for 2023. I learned that I listen to a lot of music. I learned that my phone spends a lot of time distracting me. And I'm probably not alone on that. Number two, so in the first one, diminish the distractions. Number two, focus on what's important. You want to be successful in life? Do more of what matters, not just more things. It's not just about doing more stuff. It's not just about being busier. And Christians, we, we, make, we make a mistake with this sometimes. 
Sometimes I've, I've met with some of you. You feel guilty, so the first thing you want to do, Adam, can I serve in like every ministry in the church? <laughs> because if I can just get busy enough, I can then maybe work off this feeling of pain that I'm feeling in my heart. That's not how life works. If I have a conflict with my wife, if I just go clean the house, for some reason as a husband, I think that works. <laughs> and she's like, no, you were rude to me. I need you to apologize. And everything inside of me is like, but did you see how clean the kitchen is? Do I have to get emotional with you? I don't want to get emotional. I just want you to see the works I did. <laughs> and we do this with God all the time too. Do you, do you not see God that I'm at church on a Sunday? We have 11 of you getting baptized. Jesus, we're hardcore. We're going to get baptized in December outside. Do you not see that God? I am suffering for you. And what happens is we can get into this posture where we, where we think that if we do a lot of really big stuff, that that can fill the gaps in our relationship with Jesus. And it just doesn't work like that. I kind of wish it did because it would be easier. But it doesn't. And I love how Proverbs puts it in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 25. It says... Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. This isn't just looking, talking about looking to the future. This is about talking about like looking to Jesus. Give careful thought to the paths your feet, uh, the, to the paths for your feet, and be steadfast in all of your ways. In other words, recognize the fact that you're human and you can totally trip. Recognize the fact that you're human and you're likely going to make mistakes. Recognize the fact that you're human and it's difficult to walk this path I'm asking you to walk. So please pay attention. Don't just blindly start sprinting and doing anything you can because then you're going to be busy, but you're not going to be fulfilled. This is verse 27. Do not turn from the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. Do every, in other words, do everything you can not to get distracted. Focus on Jesus. And I'm reminded of that story where Peter walks on the water. He, see, he sees Jesus coming. And he gets this idea. He gets this thought. What if, what if I just walk to Jesus? And, and this crazy guy just jumps right out of the boat and starts walking to Jesus like Jesus was. That's amazing faith. And he's sitting there, and as he watched with straight eyes, looking at Jesus, he was actually walking on the water. But the Bible talks about as the waves came, and as the wind came, he realized, I'm walking on the water, what am I doing? And then all of a sudden, he starts to sink. And there's a principle there that we can learn from. It's not just avoid distractions. It's if you want to live your best life, Focus on what Jesus is saying to you. And do everything you can to not get distracted from that. This is not an anti-ADHD sermon. <laughs> this is a, we need to learn to follow Jesus with everything that we have. And Christmas is our reminder. This is our reminder to get things in order. Finally, number three. Listen to the voice of God. We need to 
work to, dis to diminish the distractions, obviously we need to focus on what's important. But in doing that, it's important that we learn to listen to the voice of God personally and as individuals. It's not just about doing good Christian things at Christmas time. <laughs> it's about listening to the Spirit. What is Jesus saying for you to do? How is he guiding you? How, how is he leading you to be the best husband or best wife you could possibly be? How is he leading you to be the best parent you could possibly be? How is he being, leading you to be the best employee or employer or, or work person that you could possibly be? How, how, he wants to be engaged in all aspects of your life, not just your spiritual life. Everything is spiritual. So he's saying, from that posture, how do you do it? Well, we live out our faith by, by actually listening to the Spirit of God. I like Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21, has, has an interesting flair to it. It says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear the voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. It reminds me of Psalm 23, and I'll close with this. Uh, it reminds me of Psalm 23 as, as, as Jesus, the shepherd, leads us to still waters. And how does he, how does he lead us? He, he leads us with his voice. He's, he's speaking. You want to find peace? He, he's actually telling you how to find peace. The problem is we're often so busy that we're not actually able to hear him. And it's actually... If you want to listen to, there's a difference between hearing and listening. And I think that's where we, we, we get, that's where things get muddy as Christians. Like, like, did you know that Jesus, like Jesus, Jesus, the baby Jesus, the, Jesus who, the creator Jesus, like Jesus in all forms, Jesus. He wants to speak to you individually and he does speak now, oftentimes it's intuitive to say no no I never hear him I never hear him pastor he's not speaking to me what if what you didn't think was him was actually him <laughs> what if that voice that you've been doubting that you've been calling your intuition what if that is Jesus speaking to you and it takes a conscious decision to choose to Listen to Jesus and do what he says. I attended Christmas services every single year when I grew up. Once a year, my mom would pack us up as kids, throw us in the car, and she would take us to a random church, a new church every year. <laughs> this, was, this was part of our Christmas tradition. She says, this is how we do Christmas here in our house. We go to church on, a, on Christmas Eve, and then we go crazy with presents on Christmas morning. <laughs> What I've learned looking back is going to church once a year, hearing about Christmas story, that didn't actually make me a Christian. I thought for a long time that it did. When I met Shandy, she asked me if I was a Christian. And I was like, sure I am. I went to church a couple times. Sure. But the truth is you're not just a Christian because you do church here or there. It's one thing to live a life 
where you do Christian things and go to Christian services. It's another thing to live a life where you listen to Jesus and do what he says. To live as a Christian is to live a life where you let Jesus lead your steps. That's where your best stories are going to be found. That's, that's where you model a Christian faith that, that your kids want to emulate. It takes intentionality. It takes boldness to say, I am gonna let, not going to let the noise of this world distract me from hearing the voice of God. So let me close with this. Can I invite you to bow your heads and close my, your eyes with me? As we close, I want to pray for you. And my prayer for all of us in this room is that God would help us to diminish distractions, focus on what's important, listen to his voice. But let me ask you a few questions. What distractions do you have in your life right now? In fact, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to bring those thoughts to mind. And as things come to mind, I want you to make a mental note. Maybe when you leave here today, write it down. Put it into your phone. Because those thoughts, we're believing that God's speaking to us. And often the way he speaks to us is through our minds. So you're already hearing from God. What distractions do you have? What is something that you can do to help you focus on the important versus just living with the urgent? So maybe there's things in your life that you need to say no to in order, to, in order for you to be able to say yes to what's best. And, and what has God been saying to you lately? Have you been hearing but not listening? Let's pray. Maybe you've been distracted from God. I believe that God's saying, son, daughter, it's time to come back. And maybe you're ready to focus on Jesus and give your life to him for the first time. Now is that moment. If you've had distractions in your life or if you've just been walking in a way where you're like, you know what, I, I, I want to walk with Jesus the way you're speaking at him. Can I ask you to slip your hand up? I'd love to pray for you real quick. this moment but to surrender your life to Jesus is the most important thing a person could ever do so Jesus all across this room we pray thank you that you're real thank you that you're here thank you that the Christmas story isn't just a story but it's actually your rescue plan for humanity thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us in this room Lord, if there's anything in our lives that are separating us from you or, or, God, anything we've done that has hurt others, or we've just been carrying these chains, these, this shame and this guilt, Father, we just give that to you this morning. May we leave here different than the way that we came in. May we leave here with a full cup. Because, God, you've got a plan. Jesus, come into our hearts. Come into our lives. Help us to know what it means to be a Christian. Help us to live out our faith in a way that makes sense. Help us to know what it even means to have a Lord and Savior. God, we need you. We thank you for today. 
In your name we pray. Amen.